everybody. Welcome to a very unprecedented, very special episode 37 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Monday, May 31st, 2021. Uh, so happy Memorial Day isn't the right term, but you know, we're taking time in our Memorial Day to, to it's not. No, I don't you can't have a happy Memorial Day. It's like you're supposed to honor like those that have you know given the ultimate sacrifice for our country. So it's not like you know, yeah, we take I, I, it. Some people it's take a bit it of a morbid to tone, go, yeah. Like get drunk out on the lake, but like that's not what you're supposed to do. Uh, but just well, who's yeah, to take, say? Who's, yeah, who's to say? Them, that's honoring their country and those who serve it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm bullshitting here. Bud Light wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> that's very true. So, I'm your host, Michael Reed, joined, of course, by Kevin WK, Dallas Cade, and then. I'm super excited to have Walter from Journey Pro on the show. We literally, we were just about to hit record and Walter texted us something. We're like, hey, we're about to start. <laughs> and he offered to come on the show with us. So this is completely unplanned and I can't wait to see where this goes. So wait, was, where the hell am I? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you click on links that friends just send you in text messages. This is where you end up. You could have. They say, just trust me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> just trust me. <laughs> so uh, it's it's awesome that you hopped on because you were going to be part of our top story anyway. So it's just it's exciting to have really? you to give, to give more context. So yeah, we're we're just throwing that double or nothing recap out the window. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what happened <laughs> and everything yeah. like that. Everybody watched. I haven't seen it yet, actually. So it's you a good show. Good like really. I've heard it was good. So it if was. you guys want to tell me about it, I don't mind the spoilers. So. No, it's, uh, I mean, nothing. They had, they, they had a live just... full house. So yeah. it was very yeah. akin to like mania, how that energy that everybody's been missing out on for the past, you know, year plus was back and it just made everything better. It hit hard. And, and yeah. it was it it hit just, different. Just like mania was, even the heels were like trying to hype the crowd up, mm-hmm. you know, after stuff. It, it, it was. It was a unique energy, which was a, a lot of fun, but it yeah. was a really good show. Um, There's a lot that, of people that wouldn't like that that I've talked to in wrestling, but I'm going to be honest with you. Anytime you can have some sort of real emotion, that's the emotion important. you want to go with. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. So, yeah, that was going to be our second story. Our our main topic of the uh, the show was going to be the fact that out of nowhere last week, you're you're – plucky little wrestling promotion journey pro uh woke back up and rose from the ashes uh to oh, announce that, that that you guys are back and and things are happening so uh yeah, yeah man i mean Pretty exciting I, dude i i danced a jig around my living room seeing you guys tweet so <laughs> uh yeah if, downstairs I, neighbors I, are pissed <laughs> Well, I mean, we didn't specifically say we were a wrestling company. It's very possible that what we make now is custom tumblers. That's very true. <laughs> we're pivoting. We're pivoting. Like we make candles now. So, oh, uh, yes. Journey Pro, like uh, we're just an Etsy shop. I will K-Fame buy Journey candles. Pro candles. Yeah, candles. There you go. There's an idea. Trademark. Trademark. TM. 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 So, uh, I with that, I'll Walter. I'll give you the floor. So, what what's been going on? Well. So, you know, we had a little bit of time there to stop and really think about ourselves. And I went into like, uh, into really like deep inner 
thought to try to find myself, which is to say I tried to 100% Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, oh God. Nice. You have to be in a mood to do that. Nice. I failed. I did not make it. And then <laughs> I like, did you get? I am not the person. No, I mean, I, I honestly didn't do that. I just beat the game and did some of the <laughs> legendary hunting. There you Same. go. And like I did Same. the things Same. where I like okay. tracked the where I tracked the legendary animals and yep. it was such a realistic experience that it was just boring as shit. So <laughs> I decided that I wanted to I... it's like, wow, this is amazing. I'm, I could just actually go hunting if I was, you know, into that. See, I had fun with how realistic it was. It's amazing, but it's mm-hmm. also it's so realistic that things that are boring in real life end up boring. <laughs> yeah, it's menial tasks. The game. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Now, I mean, we uh, let's be honest, and, and this is something that you guys talked about a ton, and you know, we'll talk about it. But pandemic wrestling, like, kind of sucked. Like, I'm not meaning to like, you know, that's not to throw anybody under the bus who was running shows and trying to find places for guys to work because I really admire that. I just, Journey was a thing that was not going to be replicated in front of 20 people. It just wasn't. And I think that's, you know, for what I love about wrestling in general, it wasn't you know, I didn't feel super comfortable running. And so we basically just had to put our heads down in the sand and concentrate on making it through day to day. Like so many people did. I mean, so many people struggled. So many people were isolated and, and suffering, but you know, I won't lie. There was a time there where based on things that, you know, I won't get into, but there were times where I was like, I'm not sure I'm coming back to this. Like, and having that time to reflect on it and really think about it and especially like if anybody i owe that to dj more than anybody like dj is a person of boundless like enthusiasm and character who will not let you who will not let you like sink or give up he will basically constantly like prod you and be like bro, it's going to be awesome. We have to do it. And yeah, no, it's uh, we, we, we bided our time. We, we thought about it. One of the nice things about having a, a gap like that, though it's mostly sucked was that we got to learn and really study everything that we did to find out where we were making mistakes. And honestly, I do think the product was really, really good, but if you're not always constantly looking for ways to get better, then I think you're doing it yourself and you're paying customers a big disservice. Good. So agreed. Here we are, man. We found uh we were on venue hunts for months because we couldn't just we had to take a place that we could make look like Journey looked, and that's not easy. With you know, Kansas out of the I see that you have the uh the Kansas background there on do, your yeah. uh <laughs> on in your memoriam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that place filmed wrestling really, really well. It did, but it was an amazing you know, room. It's what we have next is going to make you very, very happy. That's awesome. So I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? What do we want me to tell you about? I could probably, I could probably talk about dates and stuff. I, just I, can't. I will take any and all info you're you're willing to provide. Like because because literally for for those that that are just kind of getting caught up, like you guys tweeted out kind of a. Uh, it was a little gif of like a, a a grave being disturbed from underneath. 
Uh, I think Instagram you had uh, the the altered beast uh, <laughs> audio clip of of rise from your grave. So it it was basically just this this awakening announcement, and uh, you know people lost their shit over it. So uh, myself included. So yeah, I, I think whatever you, whatever you're you want to, any details you want to get, I'll take sure. it. Cause I, I've got a, a trip coming up in early July and I was, I'm missing out on uh anarchy circus Maximus event. I was like, Oh my God, I do not want to miss this journey pro show. So uh, yeah, if you can ease my, my anxiety over like dates, I'll be happy to take it. I can definitely ease your anxiety over that date. Let's start there. But okay. yeah, if you, uh, if you hadn't guessed the altered beast and the, uh, and the like, rising grave stuff that's that's all me if it's like really lame and kind of ridiculous i almost certainly did it <laughs> i love it the only thing i know how to do is make jokes on the internet that nobody thinks are funny but me so <laughs> i'm just gonna keep up with that we've we've quickly built a career just purely on that facet alone so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that i don't know do. <laughs> i don't know another way to do it but I it's don't true <laughs> but yeah so again so there are things that I can say that we can talk about. First off, we are no longer in the suburbs. We are in Kansas City, Missouri. We are moving into the city for our next run. Boom. That Badass. comes with some, uh, some obstacles that uh, yeah. Matt can certainly, certainly knows about. And he has some, uh, he's going to have some, uh, some clinic visits to make. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> At least one. Yeah, that seems a little ambiguous. More so than it actually is. Well, more, way more so than it actually is. It's <laughs> yeah. not like a, it's not a big deal at all. No, but yeah, it's it's, GCW. Uh, but there will be blood. Right. So yeah, there's uh, there are uh, there are logistical obstacles to moving a wrestling company into Missouri, but. The honest truth is, and I don't think anybody here at this table or, you know, talking here with me would be surprised that Journey Pro always wanted to run in the city. That yeah. was always what we wanted. That was where our audience was. That was, you know, really like a more core aspect of our brand, which is not to say that, you know, I didn't love our time in Kansas, but so much of that was about uh, a proof of concept as they say and like in business is that when we were coming into it you know we had to basically like if we got somebody with a place that looked as good as Kansas did to give us a shot that was a huge obstacle that we had to overcome and we got that shot and now we have a body of work that shows that we can do that and so that actually opened up a lot more avenues for us in other places and yeah it comes with uh it definitely comes with expense but you know a lot of the things like that we were doing before like now we know we can journey can get better by us sort of taking over other aspects of the business to expand the offerings and start to do things that we couldn't do before like bot shows which we have a couple of if you're not familiar with the term that's where you work like a festival or something like that so basically in the in wrestling and you know dallas i know you know this of course the you know that what that refers to is that rather than selling tickets to it you get paid up front to put on a show that will be available to the attendees of 
festival, county fair, whatever for free. Yeah. So rather than you trying to sell your house, they sell the house and they pay you for providing entertainment. So we're right. going to do a couple of those this summer too. And that's awesome. going to be like, yep. And so Missouri licensing and all of those hoops was something we were going to have to go through anyway. So yeah, that's where we're at. So again, because the, I don't have an event license yet for the first date, I cannot tell you a specific time or location for it because I can't technically advertise the show, but I think uh, this will be the first place we say it. That show is July 30th. Dope. Awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, so. Good enough time. Set your calendars. Yep. Be... So put the July 30th in your date and await further instructions. <laughs> Hell yes. Would be Breaking awesome. news, folks. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, oh man, that's going to creep athletic up commission, on I didn't too. advertise a show there. I just mentioned no. the date of the calendar. You said, hey, just mark mark this date for something happening. It's like, Correct. Something might be happening there that has like uh, that has a man, that day is going to creep up on me now because <laughs> like completely on a completely unrelated note, you know, because this is talking about real events that have that are that have or are happening, not not possibilities or hypotheticals here, uh, just to be clear. Um, but like the last uh, month or so now, you know, uh like Magnum had their show with uh, Dan Severn on it that I, for the longest time, I was like, oh, it's a couple weeks away. And then all of a sudden it happened. And I was like, oh, shit, that was today. Like, and uh, before, you know, I guarantee Circus Maximus is going to be like a blink and you miss it uh, for me at least. Um, because like, I, I, I don't know. It's I'm still adjusting to the idea that I'm going to have to start getting back into it. And we're going to have to start, you know, like really really getting into it and putting more of that attention more of that energy and more of that focus into it than we have in uh an unprecedented amount of time yeah i have a pretty accurate week count of uh, how long at least in our case that may be referenced again later i like it but not today awesome okay i'm that god i that's great that's perfect time so you know about eight weeks out from here that's awesome Awesome. Also, awesome, awesome. that day happens to fall on a different day from when uh, you guys used to run shows. Is that going to be something permanent or is that more of a just because it's your first show back? Uh, it's going to be permanent. We're going to run mostly Fridays and occasional Saturdays. Hell yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's, uh... I mean, that's the one thing that's kind of sucked. Uh, you know, it's like having such a badass time on a Thursday night and then stumbling into work <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Because of the fact, like, I mean, even I didn't even really drink that much. I had maybe one or two beers a show because it wasn't about that. It was just the energy that you, you know, of being in the crowd, of putting forth in the crowd, of receiving it back. Dude, it is. It's exhausting. And having to work on like, I mean, I'm sure running a show on the weekdays. I mean, we've talked about the logistics of that in prior podcasts, why it makes sense. But it's still it's so taxing on the fans, especially if a show runs late on a Thursday on a weeknight. You know, it's nice to be able to now have like a weekend show and a great one at that. Uh, I agree. Well, and I would also say, I think everybody here would probably agree. I think uh, occasionally uh, journey pro shows had a tendency to run a little too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we would, uh, because they were so high energy, they would frequently wear the people out after about like two and a half hours. Yeah. And I really felt that when I was there, like it was tough because like it was, 
it was so dense. I, I can't lie guys. Like I, you know, I didn't watch a lot of those shows after they happened. I would watch them maybe once, especially if somebody specifically wanted like feedback on a match or something, I would watch it back, but I have a really hard time like watching my own stuff. Cause all I do is like look for things that I would have right. done differently. Yeah. Right. And like, Every kind of pick it apart. It relate right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think every performer probably does to a degree or another, right? Everybody who does something in front of a crowd probably who does it well because that's a sign that you're that you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. So good job sucking up, Dallas. That's what I'm saying. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> well, while that wasn't my intent, uh, I I see what you're saying. Just I lean into it. Just I've let been, it uh, Just let it. Work. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's what I'll do. I'll do just but, that. But yeah, I went back and so I'm not going to mention anybody any names, but I watched like other people's shows, like some even the bigger name shows from around the country, and I have a hard time finishing one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Really, because I watch some of these and I'm like, I, well, I judge them too, and I'm not going to say any names, but there are some companies that get like a lot of promotion and frankly use some big names who put on like some shows that just look like giant piles of like steaming dog shit <laughs> i can see that i can yeah i'm just gonna say it i'm not i don't think i'm gonna get in trouble for that because i haven't said any names no no i mean but it's understandable it there's a lot of promotions out there and there's very few that can do it right and especially in the current of what was going on you know so yeah I, some shows ran well with it. Some most shows didn't. I will say most shows didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think I tried to do the best they could under the circumstances. Yeah. But you, you, there are some promotions that they just set up a ring and and let you know the the talent and, do the rest, and, and they would do it anywhere they could. Yeah, yeah. So so like I get that, and and, and so I like you said, I'm not like trying to bury anybody, but yeah, I've seen, I, I agree with you on that. And I think journey, Pro we can all like, think of an instance in the past oh, year yeah. where we there's, saw there's something, something that was where... like, oof. I, you know. I watched a relatively big name show from a relatively big name company, by the way, because it was sent it's to me by, it was sent to me by uh, Matt Jackson. He's like, he's like, this is the worst, uh, this is the worst match I've ever seen. He's like, you have to watch this. And I'm like, Hell saw, yeah. saw him and Jeremy Wyatt tweeting about I saw that conversation if, as well. Yeah. If Jackson yeah. is gonna tweet or spread any kind of word saying this is the worst blank I've ever seen, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yes. I've been so, so of course shows it immediately at. was sold that I had to watch it, right? Right, exactly. So again, just like him, I'm not here to like throw anybody under the bus. So I'm not going to mention who was involved. They were relatively big names. It wasn't just like, uh, it wasn't just yardy bullshit. I'll tell you that, which is okay. which what makes it sadder. Yeah. yeah. And I watched this show and I told him immediately, I watched the whole show and I told him immediately as soon as it does, like, man, if I had put on that show, I would never do another one. <laughs> like, if this was something that I had produced, I would be like, okay, I'm done. I've done. Yeah. I've done irreparable harm. <laughs> like I would never ask somebody to pay real American dollars to watch them, to watch it. Jesus. Oh boy. Like I would be embarrassed for myself. I can't imagine some, I can't imagine a reputable name with reputable names on it, putting on something that bad because there's Shocking. so much like, I don't know, to me, 
from my perspective, if you have that kind of a name, then there's expectations that come with it. And there's pressure under those expectations. And to not meet them like, oh man, like well, I can't, ugh, that's okay. I mean, let's, let's, let's be real here. I will throw it out there. I will, I will discuss this match. I wasn't a fan of the zombie lumberjacks either. I really thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> but, and the fact that the, the Miz got legit hurt. Uh, yeah, it was a bad match. No one said that's what we were talking about, Mike. <laughs> still hasn't and been found. And it's totally not what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. I just had to be trying. No, not even close. I just had to feel compelled to discuss the zombie. You just, you just okay. wanted to shit on WWE's product. So, no, okay. oh you know what? I'll say right now, like in theory, in the right circumstance, I don't yes. have a problem with the zombie lumberjacks. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. The problem is, is that it has to be done in a place where you have established the rules for what your universe <laughs> allows. Right. And and then you have to stick to that game plan within the universe. So if the zombies, if you know, zombie lumberjacks happen in Lucha Underground, it makes it, perfect it, sense. It fits. Those, that yeah, fits does. the rules of their world, right? No. Does it fit Agreed. the rules of WWE's worlds? <laughs> no, not even close. It does not. That's all I'll no. say about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I <laughs> The only time they could have got away with it, though, was the perfect because of the Thunderdome, because there was no humans there to witness how bad that was. To to boo that in person. Or at least witness how they pulled everything off, you know, because that's that's the one good thing WWE has had about them with the uh, with the Thunderdome style now presentation is they get to get stuff away with like, you know, when they burned Bray Wyatt alive in the ring, you know, the right camera angles, they could, you know, they easily pull it off, you know, having a live crowd there, obviously they would have had to do some kind of smoke and mirrors or lights off kind of situation. So, I mean, at least they got to yeah. do that, but yeah, even, even that it was still very cringe. I think that's the essential problem with Bray Wyatt too in WWE, not to get off on that tangent is that they cannot make him work within the, the rules Com- of their universe. Rules. Yeah. Every episode that ends in an odd number for our show basically talks about Bray Wyatt getting screwed over because <laughs> basically, it just, yeah, it's it just happens. Yeah. Like he's the Zach, he's the Zach Ryder of our, of our era, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah, as far I mean, as like he makes so many things work, and then they just turn it against him. I mean, the truth is, is if the Undertaker was debuting now, he would not get over in oh, WWE's universe. No, no, so that's a very hard thing to say, but it wouldn't work. No, I I know. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, there, it's just, you know, it's funny how you know you were talking about this reputable brand or name uh, putting on <laughs> irreparable damage. Wow. To, to what <laughs> I'm thinking about seen. calling a show "Irreparable Damage." By the way, now <laughs> I, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good, probably that's a good the name title. of this. We have to look for a song. Yeah, yeah. yeah make sure there's a song title. Damage. Irreparable damage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So good. Here's what sucks about that. And every like indie, every wrestling veteran has talked about this. So Dallas, you've heard this like a million times. The problem with doing these like terrible shows is that somebody in that audience, not in this audience, because they probably had 28 people there. So mercifully, no one had to watch this live that I saw. But Somewhere in these audiences, somebody's going to be like, hey, you know, I like professional wrestling. I've never been to an independent wrestling show. I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to go to this. And they're going to see that. And that person is going to be like, wow, 
my instincts for what I thought this was have been confirmed and I will never, ever spend money on this again. Yep. No matter how good another show is, they'll never give it another chance. That's what we mean by irreparable damage. Yeah. They'll never give it a chance. There have been other instances where, you know, where you and I have both uh, witnessed a show like that or, or, you know, what have you. And that was the exact uh, feeling was, you know, like it's a shame because now these people who could have been wrestling fans won't be because they are going to associate all of wrestling with this trash yes and you know of course we know that's not the case but yeah not everybody does and why would they exactly yeah what is the old uh, saying you only get one uh, chance to make a perfect first impression or whatever uh, yeah, yeah, this like, is, yeah i was uh I was thinking about this because I was talking about somebody. It was something that Rowdy Roddy Piper used to do, obviously, in his pre-fed days before, like, WWE. And what he would tell young guys on the shows that he worked was that what you did yesterday is what made your money today. It's what you do tonight that's going to make your money for tomorrow. And Hmm. I think about that every time I'm at a show. This isn't about, like you know, earning your money for tonight. You kind of are, your past has determined what you earned for tonight. Yeah. And I always thought that made a ton of sense because what you do tonight may determine whether or not somebody is like, that was awesome. And I want to come back and I want to support you and I want to buy merchandise and I want to buy tickets. There's somebody out there who is on the fence as to whether they want to keep, whether they're going to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. They, you see that a lot in video games too. Like a, a game will, get super hyped up and then everybody will pre-order it. The game will come out. The game will be trash uh, or disappointing or something. And they'll work on the next game and the next game will be improved and everything's great. And the game actually comes out and it's good, but because it's a sequel to a bad game, people already have like a bad taste in their mouth. Like Titanfall two, for example, is one of the best, you know, has one of the best first person shooter campaigns ever, but people didn't buy it partially because of the time it was released, but also because like Titanfall one didn't have the greatest release either. So, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's the same thing in a wrestling show. If you, if you kind of had a a bad show, you know, people aren't going to trust you to put on a good one for the next one. Even if you go through the effort of improving. And why would they, I wouldn't trust somebody who burned me once. I got a lot of, I don't have that much time and money to like spend on crap to give it multiple chances yeah seriously yeah i I actually think that that quote applies to a lot of things in life if not like all of life is that we see plenty of people that are so concerned about getting through the day uh or we see so many people that are you know they're just like yeah we got to get through this one show or we got to get through this they're just you know using this show to pay for the next show or whatever and they aren't really thinking about long term like where they're trying to get and where they are and the steps they're going to take to get from a to b uh and and kind of there's not as much big picture broad spectrum thinking or um there's not that approach uh particularly to wrestling um yeah that's 
I, oh man, you could get real into that if we we wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. And and to to Journey Pro's credit, like, you know, storytelling has been, and long-term storytelling has been part of your DNA since day one. So like that, that's something that I think you guys emphasize on more so than a lot of other promotions. A lot of other promotions will just run like an indie super card of just like big names wrestling each other, yep. you know, but you guys have invested in your storytelling and, you know, make that an important part of, of any journey pro show. There's, there's obviously the awesome, you know, the scramble matches and, and things like that, but even those have a story. I mean, our, you know, host here is a prime example of that. So <laughs> yeah. what for one night might be just a random match for somebody like there's you guys are still telling a story through it and and multiple storylines running at the same time for for an indie show i i don't know hardly any that do that so oh i appreciate that man i think that honestly you know one of the big things about journey is that we were trying to uh market to to non-wrestling fans Mm -hmm. because if i've learned anything about the wrestling universe and i love you know the hardcore fans i was one of them you know i've obviously we all were nobody who gets into this wasn't like a big fan but the wouldn't it be cool type of indie booking is you, you know you're hoping to pop the house once but that's not how you you know develop like real loyalty and buy-in is you have to i'm really even more so this time around and we tried very hard at the first time i want every match on every card to lead to something i want it to have some reason for existing i don't just want a oh this would be kind of neat match because Mm -hmm. for one thing you can't try to the era of like pwg super shows at Reseda is long over <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to spend the kind of money to put those on, even if there were enough like indie superstar talents available to do something like that, which I think we can all agree there isn't. Like everybody signed now. Everybody got signed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody out there to do it with. And yeah. Yeah. And you'll just, I don't know how any of those places make money. I see a lot of these too. I, I, I you know, I won't get into the specifics, but it's like these, but I don't. Some of them just have been like, okay, we're such big fans. We're just going to put on some some stuff that we want to see and, like, just take it out of pocket to do it. You know, they'll just agree, okay, well, this is, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna buy my own fetish show, you know, <laughs> essentially, and, like, yeah. and take the loss on it. I think you know what I'm talking about here, Dallas. I think oh, you know yeah. exactly the promoters oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, I see like music promoters like that too, like where they'll have like super shows of bands that like it's all national acts, but you know, like no local acts. And it's like, cool, that's great, but it doesn't really grow the scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for the reason you're all there. The thing that you love, it doesn't do anything to make it better. It doesn't add to it. Right. Yeah. That's uh, one of the things that Jackson says with anarchy a lot. And this is something he learned from his time with like uh, with like Quackenbush and going way back is, you know, you've heard him say, do it for the brand is like the, the anarchy mm-hmm. tagline and specifically what he means there. And it makes a lot of sense 
is get people to invest in your brand and believe in what you're offering rather than, you know, Who's the popularity the of the indie town that might come in. Yeah. Like believe in the, believe in the community that you have. And that's really, really what we've tried very, very hard to do and will continue to do because, because let's be honest, guys, we're not that over on the internet, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really give a shit as it turns out. I mean, good for the internet, but yeah. At the end of the day, like I would rather have like real people who tell their friends, like, dude, this is so much fun. Like, come yeah. and do this with your friends. Because I know a lot of promotions that are really over on the internet. And brother, when I watch their shows, those houses are really fucking light. Right. Yeah. How it goes. So they right. can get likes and follows on Twitter all day, but nobody wants to pay them money to see what they do. And if they do, they're not going to drive however many hours to just go to their show and then go home. Yeah. Damn, I'm feeling salty today. I was about to ask you because, like, you talked about, you know, how the last year has been for you as um, not only a fan of the rest of wrestling, but as a part of its business, you know, like you're a promoter you run a show, you're trying to like figure out how to start running again in this new weird post COVID era that's about to start. And you also mentioned that there were a couple times where you were like, honestly, I don't know, you know, where you, you like, you're just like, man, what, you know, like, how, what is there to come back to? How do we come back to this? Will I come back? Um, and that's all stuff that I think, a lot of guys in the business can relate to, especially, you know, around the independent level. Um, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like there is, especially with how the last year has been, obviously uh, an extended amount of time being in this business, will throw a little bit of jadedness, a little bit of cynicism, maybe some kind of, um hint of bitter something bitter kind of in there but like it, it like I don't, i'm not saying that's you um but we you know you and i have both met people like that we both know of someone that's like that or we've Definitely. heard about people like that um and like you know maybe that's affected me maybe that's affected everybody yeah. Um, so like, what was that like for you and from your perspective and through your experience of the last year coming from where you're coming from? Well, you know, I think that, uh, the key thing is, is that that's a, that's an excellent question, by the way. And I really had to sort of like process through that and figure out why it was because yeah, there's a lot of people who, you know, I think, you know, everybody can admit at the independent level, and this goes for every form of art or entertainment, by the way, not just wrestling, but theater and music is that there's a whole lot of money at the very, very top. And there is basically no money anywhere else, right? There's no money being a mid-level touring four-person band. There's no money being a somebody who appears in like regional theater. 
there isn't much money for someone who appears in regional wrestling. There's so there has to be some reason as to as to why you do it, and you have to find that from inside because you get the feeling sometimes that if there's an, if you don't actually have love for it, if there's no joy for it anymore, then I think that you could be the first to admit it's not going to give you much else. Like you have to love this and you have to like love performing and you have to love being part of, of something. And that's, and that's honestly the driving factor that, that brings me back. What you see in a lot of cases is guys who don't get that only get it from like their fellow like workers. So they make this little like circle where they all like kind of put each other over as to how great they are. And frankly, sometimes that leads to like incredible levels of delusion as to what they mean in the business, what they mean to fans, what their place is, because all they do is just have this echo chamber. And this is a microcosm of culture in general, right? Sure. This is a thing that exists now because of the internet as we only like hear what, hear back what we want to hear. And man, I know for a fact, you know exactly what I'm talking about there. (laughs) The end of the day, the key is, is that this isn't, this isn't about us. This is about creating joy for other people. And I really had to ask myself, like, that's what I love doing. And what made Journey special was Journey perfect the first time around. By no means, we there's you always want to get better. But what made Journey special to me is we had good talent. We had very very good talent. I would say we had excellent world class talent. Was everybody on our shows the most famous? Nah, you know we had a couple people. But what made it so cool is that when you do this right, is that we had you know we had our guy they were so bought into what was happening it was such a cathartic release for everybody who got to go including me and i hope including you guys too was that people who weren't you know who didn't have forty-five thousand twitter followers would get cheers that were as big as you'd hear at any of these big indie super shows they were for that night fucking stars man yeah and because people were were bought in and they let, you know, they, they, they let themselves like, you know, get that uh, suspension of disbelief and they really like bought in and they were also pretty drunk, which probably <laughs> helped quite a bit. Yuck all helps. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. And it feels like a, and it, you know, it feels like a party because the other opportunities to get people did. who have given so much to wrestling and this goes with like fans too. And they haven't gotten it back, they feel, in the way that they gave it to them. So you see these fans at certain shows, and they kind of look like me. And in some ways, they sit there, and they got their arms crossed, and they just look at it. They just stare at the ring like they fucking hate this. You notice that shit? I've, yeah, I've seen seen fans like that. You yeah. know what I'm talking yep. about? Dallas is laughing right now because he knows exactly what There's I'm so many. I can, like They yeah. don't even look happy to fucking be there. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself? (laughs) Like, I played shows, I played concerts to people like that, but then they would be after the show, they'd be like, great fucking set. Like, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, like some folks know, are just like that. I guess they have just no way of relaxing. I guess or or that maybe that is their relaxation that's, pose. That's, I I mean, I'll I not not to bring the show down, and and I won't go too deep into it, but like you know, post cancer surgery and and like mental health hit me really hard in the pandemic, and and wrestling wrestling has always been a, a, a mental health exercise for me. Like when I go to a show you know, you know, those wrestlers become kind of avatars for my psyche, whatever's going on. Like if it, one of the prime examples is GPA. GPA is a wonderful human being. He's an amazing guy and a wonderful Twitter follower. His character is so heelish because he's so smart. He just, I love booing him. I, I, and I get, you talk about the catharsis, like screaming awesome. at him in, in, and not disrespectfully, but just as as his character and telling sure. him how terrible he is and booing him and telling him he's the worst. Like I would leave those shows and the and the euphoria I would feel <laughs> from from screaming at him. I feel like you got something off your chest. Yeah, like exactly. And <laughs> that's and, what he's there for. And then and getting to what... you know, getting yeah. to see like like Lainey Luck who who comes out in her you know her her unicorn mask and and is just unicorn is awesome. Head, she's she's mood walking. She's hyped up. Yep. Yeah, dabbing. she gets me fired up and, and like hit the whip. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> getting to see these wrestlers in again, it's like a mental health exercise. So not having that for you know the better part of a year and a half. There's a lot of repressed shit that gets built up in there. Yeah, yeah. it it yeah. does. It really does. Honestly, I've been thinking about that a lot, and I've been really worried about it because look at the NBA playoffs right now. Eight instances of players being ejected arrested or banned from venues for life fans because yeah. fans? of their unruly behavior towards players yeah or each fans. other and that's yeah. only the ones that blew up on the internet we have no idea how many like fan oh, yeah. fights happened in the bleachers like you know oh, yeah. like that shit has been going and that shit's been going on in baseball too oh like, yeah <laughs> like Shit is popping off in like the worst way. Humans don't know how to treat each other anymore. We forgot how to behave how to around each other back each then, other. really. Like, we sure all time. forgot how to drive. I can tell we've you been, that. We have been <laughs> locked up and cooped up for so long that like it's like we don't know how to be social. Like we don't know socially acceptable behavior anymore. Well, like the, the, the reason there's and I worry for how that's going to transfer into wrestling because. There's no regulation. There's no like law and order. It's like, you know, there's no guardrail most of the time. There's I only worry about it. I only worry about it from a vocal standpoint because there tend to at every show there tends to be that one guy who says the thing that's just like a little too racially insensitive or the one guy that's cat just over, oh, and that, just guy's, over the that guy's getting his ass straight right up, and yeah, especially yeah. now so with everybody that. having like so that's no, what i'm saying like wrestling kind of does self-police a bit right more, but not, no, not or it doesn't at all it should. yeah not perfectly i'm not saying exactly. it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little yeah i don't know if it polices but, itself necessarily but like you know it's now the track record I, I did see that video recently from when um it was a CZW show where they, after Eddie Guerrero had passed away, and during the ten bell salute, some fan was being a dick, and they like oh, the yeah. crowd rebelled against that guy to oh, where they had to throw him out. out for his safety. Eddie know? Kingston so, like, was there, and he was going to kill yeah, the Eddie guy. Eddie Kingston was about to beat that guy's ass. So you know, I I'm not saying again, wrestling's not perfect, but I do 
I feel a little safer in a wrestling venue than I do feel at a, like a, at, at a freaking grocery store, you know, like, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe that. I'm, maybe I I'm insane that. for being that, but I, I do feel, I, can see. I miss it's, that community. Like that's it's better than your average, like I would say NFL audience. Certainly. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, absolutely. And it depends on the audience that you've cultivated. And again, I'm going to hype up journey right here. On this yeah, please do. I'm so please excited do. to get back. You know, in the entire time we ran at Kansas Hall, we had exactly. I've got a bandwidth issue, guys, so my camera is shut off temporarily. No worries. That's like it. You can still hear me, okay? Yeah, yeah. We're coming through. Okay, so in the entire time that we were at Kansas Hall, you know how many incidents we had where somebody had to be ejected from that venue? I feel like probably once or twice. It I happened. All right, everybody months. guess. Once. WK. I'll, right. I'll say twice. All right, you're saying once? I think. Everybody's I think, once or twice? Like, like, I can Any instance remotely, like, close to something like that happening, I can only think of one example that if, if that it might have happened. It happened exactly once, and it yep. wasn't one of our fans. It was somebody who wandered in from outside. It wasn't yeah. like somebody who'd ever been to the show before. It was somebody who came in really drunk just tried to pay their money and stay and was right really messed up never a single time did anybody who was one of our fans get get thrown out of a show oh yeah yeah okay i'm thinking about i've had fans who like did things they shouldn't have who i won't mention names who got warnings and talked to and decided to basically throw themselves out where they wouldn't come back that was fine. <laughs> Which yes. to me, I that's never gonna be a problem for me. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna beg shitheads for their money. Nope. Because every shithead that you get who makes fans feel uncomfortable costs you three people who I want. Yep, exactly. Very good point. So if you wanna if you keep you know, so like you uh, were saying, if somebody were to say something that was let's just you know let's just call it what it is if it was racist or if it was bigoted if anybody did that at the show and i knew about it which doesn't necessarily mean that i'm going to hear every one of them but if somebody tells me and can point out who it is that person is it, it, they, they ain't coming back yeah i will show them the door happily and with haste so i always want every fan to to know that if you hear something like that do no do not assume that we're okay with it do not assume, yeah. oh man, because that's the, that's the thing that comes up and that really breaks my heart is that people figure that, oh, they're not going to do anything about it anyway. You can find me and I sure shit will do something about it. Yeah. Wherever yeah. I'm at, find me because, you know, we're busy and we may not hear everything that happens. Yeah. That's just brought, the thing. Yeah. But if it's so, brought your, to your attention, you'll, you'll clean house. Yeah. Oh, in a hurry. I will like, I will bull rush over there. I'll be the. I'll be the fucking Incredible <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> yep. I will. Uh, I'm the. I'm not gonna tolerate that stuff because. Yeah, man. There's no space for that, and I know. We've always known. You guys have always known. Dallas, you've always known what it is that we wanted Journey Crow to be. I think it's you know we've made that very very clear from the. And you know, we've ruffled some uh, some feathers along the way. Actually, mostly in wrestling, of people who don't love that. And mm. the truth is, is that I'll just say it right now, man. I, I I looked all around my house. My house is pretty disorganized these days. But I figured, man, somewhere in the in some of this clutter, I've got some fucks around here. 
I kept looking for fucks to give. I could not find one. I was, it was, I spent hours looking because I love, I love our, our fan base and I love what we're doing. And frankly, I think, you know, maybe I'm just delusional because it's, you know, a product that I put my time in, but usually I'm just overly critical. I think journey pro is fucking awesome. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been to a lot of shows. I've watched a lot of shows. I would take that passion and what we do over a lot of, a lot of places. I love it. Well, and that's why we're back. And Mm -hmm. it, it comes through when you see, you know, when you guys tweeted out, like there were wrestlers that, got hyped up and it's not it's not like oh yeah another place to work kind of hyped up it's like the fact that you guys do it right and just homers either yeah you know it was it was other wrestlers you know way outside the region who who the name has carried to that were excited for you guys to come back so like that's always a good sign too you know that you're a destination that wrestlers want to come and and present their work to so they wouldn't do that for just you know they're not doing that for every shindy well out there so. <laughs> i mean work is work i'm not i'm not yeah saying that say, but like, at the same it, time there are certain vent you know st louis anarchy has that kind of you know reputation um prestige you know, if you will prestige there you go of a place that that wrestlers want to work so um you know mm-hmm. i know yeah i know the 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 downtime during the pandemic and then of course, the the Twitter account being suspended for a little bit there, like that quiet was a little ner- nerve wracking. Like I wasn't quite sure you guys were going to come back. Even the f- couple times you know we've talked to you in the year, you guys weren't. I mean, it was like we think we're coming back. You know, we're we're waiting. It was a wait and see approach. Yep. So the fact that you guys have kind of announced that you're back is. I've had wrestlers, local and otherwise, ask me if Journey was coming back, <laughs> and there was one guy that said that he didn't think they were and i was like hmm, buddy you just sit back and wait you'll have to tell me who that was but not on camera obviously so, <laughs> i'm really curious because nobody asked me which is the weird thing <laughs> I, I and i'll be honest like I, I you know obviously um there were a few times where like i would see like dj or uh or hoodie or most more likely I saw DJ and hoodie together, uh, but, but, or, you know, I would train with Mav or something and, yeah. you know, if it was, I obviously, I don't want to pester anybody or nag them or every time I see him be like, Hey, Hey, you know, poke him in the shoulder. What's going on? Hey, you know, What's <laughs> like, up? What's up, I, I, you know, didn't want to do that obviously, but I would, you know, keep tabs and I would ask just because, you know, because yeah. as a member of that community, as somebody who wants to contribute as much to it as I can to make it as good as I can, because that only benefits everyone, I care, which means I want to ask so that I can find out what is happening, what isn't happening, and any way I can continue to contribute to it, any other way that I can help. And you guys know that, you've always known that, um, because you you guys have no problem asking for it, for my help, and I hope you never do in the future. because I have no problem helping. And when, you know, you those people like that are the people that you community like journey is where like, yeah, we're not super popular on the internet, but people who are, when, if you know about it, you know, 
You know what I mean? Like it, th- those, totally. that's, that's exact things like that are exactly how it gets to that point. And then from there, it just builds and escalates and grows. I sure hope so, man. I really appreciate you saying that. And that's, uh, that's something that's really like critical to like what we want to do is that, you know, we have to, there has to be like passion for it and we have to all buy in because yeah, nobody, uh, because I think that's organically how you do this. Like, I don't, I don't want to like get followers because of like who we know and you know, things like that. And there's a lot of that and they get followers, but again, like I said, they don't, they don't sell tickets you can tell like there has to be something real here and what is real is not about us. Like, and that's something I, I will reiterate over and over and over again. It's about the fans and it's about fans feeling comfortable telling their friends like, dude, this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like you really, really need that. And I always like, I'm always, you know, we would occasionally have things where we'd bring in like, you know, big out of town names that we love because we're like big marks. And at the end of the day, we're going to pop ourselves <laughs> once in a while because that's what it is. And it's not like the fan was, the fans were hostile to them, but we had a huge chunk of our fan base who didn't know like some relatively big indie wrestling superstars. And let's be honest, that's kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. Pardon my language. That's cool as hell. Cause that means that we are reaching people and providing them with something that they didn't already, they weren't already necessarily predisposed to like. Mm-hmm. They haven't been fans for 20 years. Maybe this is the first wrestling show they've ever been to. And maybe this is the first thing they've ever seen. People like that. And that's what you want. Like, exactly. Like we were selling and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll share some of our books to you. Almost 50% of our tickets are actually sold to women. And that is not something you'll find no. with a lot of like wrestling groups. Not at all. And I'm super incredibly like over the moon proud of that because yeah. so many of those places have been hostile, unfun places for people who don't fit the mold. And don't get me wrong. Like, of course, like I want like, you know, hardcore wrestling fans to come because they're going to see stuff that they're going to like. Right. You know, we try to, we definitely use the three ring circus style of try to find something for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's important to me. And like, you know, really like building a fandom, like what, how do you reach someone who hasn't felt comfortable or in the zitgeist of pro wrestling to come and do that? And yeah, unfortunately that's the, that's one of the reasons I think why it doesn't really translate to say like wrestling Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. Because these are people who aren't necessarily like hardcore Twitter people that we're reaching, but they're there. And I'm honored by the fact that they were willing to give this a shot. You know, I hope that they keep that they keep doing so. I think that they I think that they will. We're gonna it's not gonna be the place we're gonna move to as our primary place is not gonna be quite as big as as Kansas Hall was and because, you know, we're still in a, in a pandemic and, you know, even though, you know, the resources have been available to, you know, vaccinate yourself and help mitigate that. A lot of people haven't, that's a whole other subject that annoys me, but 
I also kind of realized that like it, this is basically as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Because the people largely who haven't gotten vaccinated, there's a big chunk of people who can't for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's a real bummer because those people rely on people who can to like keep them safe. And then the rest of the people are just not gonna do it. Yeah. And that's that sucks, but I believe really strongly that like our audience will respect each other. So we're not going to have the issues like you were talking about Dallas with like, you know, crossing the line substantially in an NBA playoff game. And if we do get that, then we will, we will, you know, call them out because it's an intimate community and everybody has to feel comfortable doing there because we're Mm going to, yeah, we're going to go down to, we're going to have, we're going to have 200 attendees. And I'm going to sell 200 tickets and that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to cap it. I'm not going to have like, you know, at, at Kansas we could get, you know, we had up to 450 people milling around pretty frequently on a Thursday night with no kids and we could always squeeze some more in, okay, except for like one time we actually had to give refunds because people couldn't find a space to stand together. I remember that. That was a wild yeah. night. But it's still, I mean, I, that's, if that's a bad, you know, you can't call that a bad night at that point, you know? No, no, that's a, that's that's a, a good problem to have. Yeah. That's yeah, a great there you problem go. That's what I was to have. For. Yeah. But I'm no longer gonna, we're no longer gonna concentrate on that. We're gonna concentrate on getting, you know, people into the, uh, into the space with it. And by the way, don't think that that's gonna feel like, like empty. If you do that properly, that will feel great. If you have the right, crowd in the right space and we have the right people but yeah yep i mean there's something to be said for uh, are you guys familiar with the concept of manufactured scarcity oh of course yeah yeah, oh, yeah I there's something you. to be said for that like if like if if this sells out in a week which i think it probably is going to sell out very very quickly when we go on sale most likely yeah i think that's a, a good chance that'll happen i feel confident in that yeah and we reach out. I want people to realize like that. I want people to be part of something and not just another like cattle that we like try to herd in and put them in a corner. I want everybody there to have a great experience. And I want that experience to be part of something like, like rare. And I'm going to give opportunities for everybody else to see the show who hasn't. We're going to, we have plans for that. So it's not like I'm going to exclude people who can't get that, that ticket, but I really want to, you know, go back to the idea that this is about community and building that community and making it feel like, like something special because like Bryce Remsburg says, like, this is something that he taught me and a bunch of other people, which is that the end result of this has to be joy. That has to be joy. That has to be like what the end result is for people working for it. People, you know, owning it people who are there buying tickets because again ain't nobody getting rich off it that's just the fact of the matter so that has to joy has to be why you do this there you go how was that was that a was that a good spiel are you hyped this is perfect oh god yeah you you sold two tickets already whenever whenever they go on sale so oh you sold a lot more than that already you're one one at least one percent of the way that you know to selling out for sure for uh for for the folks who already had like you know before everything went you know tits up you had uh you guys had like ticket packages 
Uh, yep. For those folks, will they be getting any kind of like notification or any kind of like advanced notice on this? All right, so I've got my hey, little bandwidth on, so I'm going to turn my camera back on because it's something I did want to announce on this show. Okay. So this is what we're doing for that. Anybody who had tickets, and you know, we were kind of in a wait and see, obviously, approach because we didn't know when this would end. Nobody knew. Anybody who says they knew when it was going to be safe to run shows as of like, even like, like December or February of this year was, uh, was kidding themselves. We weren't there yet. And so it was impossible to say what, what it was. So for those people, anybody who had either like the flex packs, which is the partial like season ticket packs that we sold and anybody who had a ticket to the last event, I'm going to do two things. One, we are refunding every single ticket that was sold for that. And every single person who had a ticket for that show or had a flex pack is getting free admission to the first show. Oh, that's, that's huge. Because yeah. I recognize that people have been missing this. And frankly, we weren't right because we didn't know how long we were going to last. It was a very difficult financial place to be to refund early because we're obviously we were just trying to stay above water for the last year but now that we're there because i worked my ass off to put some money away out of my own personal money like this is you know this is coming out of uh, dj and i's pocket wow basically to show how much we appreciate that we're going to make an announcement that we are refunding everything and everybody and everybody will get a free ticket who had one so awesome. bonus. Awesome. So if we don't sell this out, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Hell yeah! Thanks oh, for that regardless. announcement. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, it would have been a shock if you didn't sell out, no matter what. Um, yeah, easily. It, but you know, grand grand gestures such as that are not. I don't even think it would have taken that for people who have been to journey pro shows, especially multiple times to know how important the sense of community is to you guys and to the guys in the back and to them, you know, like that, you know, you mentioned how much more you want to emphasize that even in comparison to the first run, which was uh, more than more, many other promotions can say for themselves. And Gosh, you know, like that, to me, that is always what set Journey Pro apart from any other genius or smart mind in wrestling or, you know, good promoter or whatever was the, the people skills, for lack of a better phrase, um, the, the human math that you guys are able to do where, you know, cause some people would take the ideas that or practices that you guys want to enlist or have enlisted before and say, Oh, you know, that's not cost effective or, you know, it, you could make more if you do it this way or whatever. And, you know, you guys know that that's not true because you've done the, the human math, you know, cause you mentioned how you don't want a piece of shit's money because they're going to cost you the money of, you know, three or more other people who they make uncomfortable. That's right. Whereas, whereas most people would stop at, oh, his money's just as good as anyone else's. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's toxic. And, and you guys have exactly. You guys take that sense of culture, that sense of community, and from before 
you know, rainbow in the dark. That has been something that you guys have done a tremendous, profound job at instilling into your product and into the people involved. And, you know, that among many other things to me is what makes journey stand out apart from everywhere else, everyone else. Um, and it's why I think everyone is so excited to see journey come back. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. I really, uh, I really appreciate you saying that, that, that means a lot because yeah, you know, I want to, I want people to, I, I I'm not here to like, I don't want to pop myself and have people tell me that I'm, you know, whatever. I don't look, I'm not, I can tell you this from the limited amount I've got, I definitely don't want to be internet famous. I don't <laughs> No, no make you stuff. No, thank you. I'm, DJ will I'm, be the I'm, face. I'm yeah. good. I would like to, uh, I want it to be about like journey and what the fans do and what you guys do in the ring. And I want it to be, anything I can do to, to push that. So my, yeah, my hope is, is that I really want people to know how much they mean to them. And it took a lot of scrimping and saving. I'm not going to lie to get to that point. I've been, I've been working my ass off to get this because yeah, because I'm going to have to put, you know, in many ways, it's almost like starting up again in terms of like what I have to put into it in capital. Mm -hmm yeah i bet like i'm going out of pocket again to to put it together but that doesn't mean we're starting again because no we'll be able to it's sort of like uh it's sort of like working out when you haven't uh, exercised for a while it's easier to get the muscles back the second time yeah mm -hmm. than it is to get them the first time um do you guys have any plans for the for the patreon i had to bow out of that uh, I think it was late last year, so I, I haven't been able to follow up on on what you guys were doing with that. But no, you you're fine. So you should be getting an email actually soon. So I, I figure we'll talk about this, and I'm going to give him like a tribute too. But uh, Journey Pro going forward, uh, DJ and I are doing it ourselves, and I think that's something that you already knew here. Yeah, so I, yeah, we had so to get it. So Ben Miller, yeah, yeah, his. You know what? the guy has a lot of stuff going on in his life right now. Like a really lot of like exciting stuff. He's got stuff going on personally. He's building his career. Yeah. He's real estate's popping off right now in Kansas yeah, City. So hey, I'm sure that's keeping him busy on its own. Exactly. And he has some things that, that are going on personally for him, which are good things good. that make it impossible for him to really commit to the way that he would want to, which yeah. I can always appreciate. I'd rather people like, commit to it or admit that they can't that to me is like that to that to me is the honorable thing to do but unfortunately like so you know ben and i were actually kind of like in between trying to do all these other things that was kind of his baby was that patreon okay so he i actually talked to him and what i requested he do and what he's working on right now is he's actually going to reach out to and um, refund the Patreon at the same time that we're refunding the tickets. Oh, because wow. I don't think we were, we gave people enough or at least we're going to offer it to people, you know, if they want to like just keep their money in to support the product, we're obviously greatly appreciative of that, but we're offering everybody their, uh, their money back because we really just couldn't do it to the level that we wanted to. 
And I'd rather make that right and offer to make that right than to have people feel like they got burned. Because yeah, we put up some stuff, but it wasn't enough. And I get that. And so we're gonna try to uh, make that right. It's been, it was a, it was a tough year. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. Like, trying to keep everything like afloat has required like a lot of like dedication and effort. And we put that effort in, but the key thing is, is that we definitely want everybody to feel like, like they get their, they get their money's worth when it comes to Journey Pro. For, for 10 times worth, their money worth. Yeah. yeah. For, for what it's worth, I really did enjoy those podcast episodes that you and Ben did. That was, that was a, well, a lot you. of fun, a lot of insight. So. Well, thank you. I, yeah. uh, I ironed my way onto the, onto the podcasts tonight doing that but yeah it's uh <laughs> though that's that so that's everything that we've had doing and that's something that we've been putting into place since march like wow. all these things are this is one of the things i didn't want to you guys are the first ones to hear about these publicly announced this is the first time any of that's been mentioned of course we'll play we'll post it elsewhere too yeah and we're going to start doing some stuff that other federations have done successfully which is um, engage more in like, uh, more in email marketing and things like that. Not like to like try to sell like merchandise or just a pimp, but just to remind people that shows are happening who mm. have purchased before. Like that's a good thing because so many, it's so easy. And I see this so, so often with promotions they figure they post it on social media and they figured at that point that every one of their fan base has heard about it. Right. I don't think that's true. It's not true anymore. There's, you kind of have to hit them all. Uh, like, like we're really bad. Like I don't, I don't do much for our Facebook page. Um, yeah. Hardly ever. Cause I just don't really use Facebook much anymore, but yeah, it's like, it's the same thing. Like I'm, I'm heavy into Twitter. Um, but you know, we, we have fans who follow us on Instagram or follow us on Facebook who don't interact with Twitter at all. So they just think we're kind of dormant and like, I have to kind of go, check in on those every once in a while and be like, no, Hey, we're still here. It's just like, we haven't been in any <laughs> shows. To take, we, yeah. we haven't been in any shows to take pictures of. So the Instagram is kind of just quiet, yeah. um, which is kind of tied into the Facebook. So, so like, I, I totally get that. There was a promotion that was not a terribly good promotion, honestly, but they did the most brilliant marketing thing I think I've ever heard. And I'm not going to say who it is, but I'll tell you this. They were able to put on, they were able to sell 500 tickets a show Whoa. to what they were doing. And the way that they did it, they didn't post on Twitter at all. They didn't post on Facebook or any other social media at all. I think their, their, their Twitter had actually been dormant for like three years. I don't think they're coming back after the pandemic. I haven't heard anything and I'm not going to say who it is, but all they did was develop an SMS marketing strategy where when people bought tickets, they got their phone number and got them opted into SMS marketing. And once a month, the week of the show, they would text the people who had bought tickets and say, Hey, show this Friday. Nice. Good and they would sell 500 tickets. Nice. Cause the one thing everybody has is their freaking phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I think you have to be very careful with SMS marketing because that feels more intimate and potentially an invasion of privacy to me. Mm. So you don't want to like spam the crap out of them. No. Even within the legal limits. 
But I think something like that makes a ton of sense, which is just send your fans one text a month right before the show. Say, hey, show this Friday. <laughs> Good reminder. Yeah, That's people good. forget. Like, I mean, like Dallas was oh, saying yeah. earlier, you know, you just, it, this, 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 like the months just creep up on you. So. Yep, exactly. And I think that's a, that just shows you, I think it's so easy to forget that there is this big, big world outside of Twitter and outside of social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's a good thing because the people who are outside really of that circle tend to be like way fucking happier. Yeah, exactly. I'm not lie. Exactly. I want to take wrestling Twitter and I want to drop a <laughs> atomic bomb on it. Just, well, just there you go. Just suplex it onto the yeah, apron. I, I want to take go. a stick and beat its radiated carcass. Wow. Wrestling Twitter, that's what I think about you. Not that you give a shit. Dallas is happy to be back, just, folks. It just doesn't really seem like... I, I'll say this too, man. It doesn't really seem like they're very, very happy. No. Like, they don't enjoy what they're doing. Well, that there are some good corners of wrestling Twitter that are that are a lot Absolutely. of fun. Absolutely. Um, and I tend to interact with those more so than the... There's good people in it, but like the thing itself needs to die. Okay. I and <laughs> Beavis and Budhead have said it best. You need Uh-oh. things you need things that suck to know that th- that other things are cool. Because if everything was cool, how would you know what sucks? So with that said, you have to sift through some of the trash sometimes to find some good stuff. And in social media, a lot of the time, the trash is right at the top. <laughs> and sometimes you have to sift down through it. And then eventually you'll find something of value on social media. But I think, yeah. you know, going back to I mean, to we that, have to look at what's beautiful about it and like yeah. remember the positive aspects of it, which is that... 20 years ago, you would have never had the chance to see like some of this wrestling, some of this music, some of whatever it is that uh, makes you happy unless you were like, and I know you guys can relate to this, particularly you, Kevin, like, unless you did like obscure, like VHS, like tape trading shit. Yeah. Like a deep dive, like mixtapes and stuff. You had to like get it. And of course it's been like, dubbed over and retaped like so many times that the quality Mm -hmm. was just, terrible like you get that like i used to get japanese death match stuff that way right like we're talking when i was like in high school there was no way i could find that on the internet that's how old i am guys youtube didn't exist when i was, I was in high school i was gonna say we need to stream video Dallas didn't what exist a videotape on... is no you don't <laughs> <laughs> i know what a vhs is so, Dallas, so... be kind rewind Okay. Okay, guys. Now, now I'm excited because this is a subject that I really want to talk about. And I think I've talked about it with Ben a little bit, but this is so, so substantial to me because like the value of something really in your head psychologically is kind of based on how much work you had to get it. And what I mean by that is when we were younger, when we were real young, you had to work hard. I mean, all right, you know, Kev, you and I, you know, we have Chicago roots. So you remember like going through like the record stores, like in like Lincoln Square back before it was like Yuppie Central. Yeah, there was a trying to find like really obscure stuff there. Right. What was that place called Planet Cafe or something like that? That sold records right there in Lincoln Square. 
yep you know and all those sorts of places and like going to find like obscure music that spoke to you was like a dive that you had to do you had to like go and like sift through racks upon racks of clearance section garbage you had to find like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't always fruitful frequently you didn't find anything like interesting but when you got something and you bought it and especially if it was something really weird you got some weird japanese b-side shit or something you had to go and you had to pick the physical thing up and you had to purchase it and you had to take it home with you and you had to unwrap it and you had to like you know, put it in your, uh, your tape player or on your vinyl and like, really like absorb it. Like you worked really hard to get it and it engaged you in all of your tactile sensations, right? There is the, uh, the smell of a vinyl sleeve. As I'm saying that you've got that in your head, like right it's now. ASMR you know exactly going on here. Yeah, go on. About. Close my you eyes. got the feel of it. You've got the feel of the grooves. You've got, you've got that, uh, that I sensation of putting the needle this, on yeah. Now I hop in my car, I have Spotify and basically every album that's ever been released on earth. And none of it is a special anymore because I can just queue up anything I want. And that kind of goes with, with wrestling too. I could go downstairs after we cut this podcast and I could find damn near every match ever released. And that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. There's something very cool about that, but what you have to do to make this work, to make this really work is to give people something that cannot be replicated by a YouTube search Hmm. that cannot be replicated by queuing up your Spotify that cannot be replicated even by like buying something on eBay and Amazon. And the only experience that cannot be replicated that way is the experience of being part of a community with other people and feeling that sort of like that group rush, that feeling of like excitement that builds on being with like-minded people and like natural real excitement Mm -hmm. that comes from being part of a crowd. It's why sports remain like incredibly like powerful and popular in general. Right. Right. Like that's an experience of a fandom. Yeah. Yep. And you're part of like something. And like, you know what that, that feels like. And that's what, that's what journey is trying to, to give to people because in this area, it might be the only valuable thing. Mm-hmm. It might be the only thing of real true worth. That's sorry. That's a, kind of getting, a deep dive, but I don't yeah, know, kind of you see are what getting I'm saying. Deep, my man. <laughs> I wanted to I say it earlier. What I'm saying. You are yeah. taking... No, I mean about building a community and that's and you're right and that's what keeps build that's what keeps bringing people back to shows like Journey Pro like and I remember when we first started I mean Walter I started going to these shows because of you obviously and I started going to NWL because of you and when Journey Pro started off I would talk to you but otherwise I'd be alone we went from basically I went from standing at one spot to you know Mike moving over but at that point, we went from making so many friends at Journey Pro shows and building mm. this community at our shows. We went to filling a whole booth full of people now that we call friends that we see, you know, once or twice a month, you know, that we look forward to seeing. And it's pretty amazing that, like, otherwise we wouldn't have known each other. But with this kind of like, you know, this shared interest experience yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's cool like you know i wouldn't have known dallas i would have been a creep if i would have known dallas outside of wrestling that's just that just once again it's just not not the right age you know but (laughs) 
it's just without <laughs> without Journey Pro providing like this community. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know where people have would have gone otherwise. Well, and, and and for me, it's you guys. You appreciate the talent that you put out there to present to everybody. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to like be introduced to a new. That's my favorite part of wrestling. Twitter is learning about wrestlers that I've never seen here in the Midwest that only wrestle on the East coast or West coast who it's like, I'm desperate to see them here in the Midwest. And, and I know, you know, part of the reason that's, that's, I, I always tag the journey pro Twitter account so often because it's, it's like, <laughs> and then the, the interviews we do, like the interviews we do with wrestlers, like if I'm being honest, Walter, like I, I certainly do it for our audience. Cause I want to introduce them. 95% of them. We start talking about journey, but yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's almost That's like really a lot of those interviews yeah, I do. I do for you yes. because it's like, I want, I want you to see who this talent is and, and, bring them to Kansas city for us to see them wrestle because nobody else is going to do that. Like there's no other option. The closest, you know, even anarchy's close and then like, you know, freelance in Chicago or something like that. Yeah. But, or, or driving back down to Texas. Like, cause that's what. Yeah. Happened depending on where ago. regionally they are, obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think you guys have, have, there's an appreciation for, for the craft and there's an appreciation for the talent that I think, you guys have exhibited that not every promotion does. And that's what I appreciate. It's it's it, journey pro is kind of like, like the experience you're talking about of going into a record store and finding that unique album journey pro does that they present wrestlers that I would never hear about otherwise and introduce me to them so that I can, you know, become a fan. So that's, that's what I, I, I appreciate that part of the experience. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool because the the one of the difficult things that we that we have to do, and Dallas, you can definitely relate to this too, is that a lot of people who've been doing it for a long time have the you know they're going to go through the motions to some degree. If you've been on the uh, if you've been on the road for ten years. You know, you've worked a thousand shows that all look basically the same. You know, they're all kind of like, you know, you have a sort of idea of what you're going to, of what you're going to be looking at and what that crowd's going to be like. And one of the things that we really try to do is we want people to, to buy into and believe with what they're doing, because if they're, if they're just there to, you know, get their shit in and hit the road, it's never it's never really a great fit with journey I've found. And I found that the crowd actually knows it and like, can kind of pick up on it. Yeah. Which is why they, you know, develop like very strong connections to, to, you know, certain people. And that's, that's great. You know, I'll have to put over like, uh, I'll, I'll have to put over Shotzi. I, don't, I wasn't going to mention anybody specifically, but I mean, what a pro she was. Yeah. She was the person who was traveling everywhere and was working really hard, but yeah. And you see how that went for her. (laughs) She she got out of it what she put into it. Yeah. She definitely, and she deserves it. I mean, she was incredibly like professional and like easy to work with. And yeah. And you know, the thing is, is that I've learned enough, like you'll get people who like, 
uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too far into that, uh, that rabbit hole, but like mm-hmm. when people are really, really loath to like, to lose, to set up something else, that's <laughs> always, that's always, I'm just going to say that that's always a really bad sign. <laughs> I, I've learned that almost immediately and I'm not going to say any names specifically, but I, I will say that they don't get what makes people care about someone. Like that's something yeah. that's so important. It's like, but to, you know, that their ego won't let them like, you know, be like brought down in order to be built up. Like that's how you, that's how you get people to care. Nobody likes a, uh, nobody likes an unflawed hero. Not, you yeah. know, the WWE, not to, you know, I, I promised myself I wouldn't bring them up, but that whole time that Roman Reigns was a baby face, the reason people didn't buy it up is because they never really, like, made him seem threatened or gave him, like, an ob- a real obstacle to overcome. Yeah. He was just like, hey, look how cool this guy is. He's he's poochie from the simpsons right <laughs> good call good reference yeah it's like oh he's such a rad dude and you like him you like him <laughs> you like him yeah like why don't you like him because we all like being told what to do and people mm. the hero's journey requires that the hero like go through doubt that the hero go through like feelings of like you know being but yeah anyway it's well, uh, that's that's just uh, you know the one thing that I would encourage all wrestlers to do is to study narrative theory a little better. That's something that I think would help. And Dallas, you obviously don't have that problem because you were uh, you were a theater guy, so you definitely understand like pieces of narrative theory and how how three act storytelling works. Yeah, and I think you would know a lot of people in this don't don't get it. They're like, why am I not just always the biggest badass ever? <laughs> it's like, because yeah. no one will care about you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, re- re- like, that's the thing is like wrestling is, it pulls so many people from so many different lo- walks of life that like, you know, all you can bring into it is your past experiences. And if you don't have some of those past experiences, then you don't true like it's a it's a a version of an understanding of wrestling and what we do or what we can do that you don't have because that's just you you didn't have the experience or the information presented to you uh before this point in time you know so like and that's why i always felt i was very fortunate to have just naturally done some of the things that i did as a kid and growing up and in high school and stuff that up until I started training was because I had been exposed to certain things that weren't as foreign to me once I did get into the wrestling business because of those experiences. Um, but that can also be a, you know, that's also a positive thing because then not everybody's the same and people are introducing unique and different perspectives and different strengths, different traits, different characteristics uh, that make themselves stand out that help them, you know, have a sense of identity some uniqueness and there's never enough of that in wrestling so yeah there's it's like it's like we mentioned with wrestling twitter and and everything else in wrestling especially today is there's there's good things there's things you wish were were better um 
and all we can do is have the best mindset and attitude that we can and do the best that we can with what we're given. Go team. Right on. <laughs> Freeze frame. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. I, I think that it's going to be a, a, a real joy. And I'm, I got in good news on that. Again, I can't say the name of the location, but first of all, this doesn't work as well out for you. And I apologize for that, but it's way closer to my house. And in speaking to things that will uh, interest you, Dallas, it will help us both out. They'll let us store the ring there. <laughs> so, Holy shit! So what? That's awesome. You know how much of our day that, 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 that frees up? So much. Setting up the ring sucks, guys. It does. I'll be honest, it does. set up or What's break that? down and put it in another room there or something. Break down and put it in another oh, room. Okay. We obviously won't just let the ring be up. Uh... Yep, I just... Uh... I got new uh, cables and uh, a new canvas coming right now. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, because we had a uh, we were using somebody else's cables who were uh, who were who was nice enough to let us use them nice. because the ring that we bought. And, you know, like, you guys know that whole weird story of getting that ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a wild one. Um, it I'm came so with real glad I got in the car for that. I'm so yeah, glad I got in the it's car. It's a good story. <laughs> it's a good story. We can't share it on the podcast. Yeah, it's right. a little too it was racy. a good story. But yeah, that came with real rope. And the only people who, yeah, to this day, the only federation that I know that uses real rope is uh, is WWE. And, and we had problems with those real ropes. Well, they have like a whole like you know, tech where they, you know, they have a whole tech group that can like, you know, stretch out the ropes and like mm. keep them properly. And they have like a team of eight to put them on. Right. Things like that, which no indie does, but real rope is a real pain to work with. Mm. Makes sense. And yep. Got the, uh, I got the, the new canvas too. So that's going to be cool. It's, it's an old, uh, it's an old WWE canvas because WWE actually like, trades in all of their canvases as soon as they get like one stain on them usually from bronzer or makeup (laughs) and so they sell them back to the company that makes them and then you can get them for like 25 percent of the original retail price and they're basically brand new plus as dallas knows it's worth it for us to get the heavy duty canvas at journey because our ring is stiff as shit. Our ring oh, is yeah. brutal. Our ring is really stiff. <laughs> so Barely investing used. in the better, investing, yeah, investing in the, uh, investing in the uh, the heavy duty canvas to help those bumps not break everyone's spine is good. So awesome. Sorry, that's all boring. Like no, no, it's it's I I can't wait. I just, I can't wait to see it all. I can't wait to. Yeah, full experience. So we got we got some time. Um, hopefully, we will have to have you on again before the next show. It was one of all, one of my favorite episodes was always having you guys on to like hype up your upcoming show and then recap and hype the next one. Yeah, the so Noah Vanderhoff can, spot. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we can we can set that back up again because that was it was always one of my favorite episodes to do. Yeah, um, but you know before before we get you out of here, I, I will I I will take this one chance. Uh, do you want to go ahead and announce Jeremy Wyatt versus Brian Danielson now 
or do you want to wait and hold that one off a little bit? Shit, dude. You know, <laughs> not that I wouldn't do it, but could you imagine the mortgage, the second mortgage I would have to take out on my house? To yeah. I don't have a house and I would have to take somebody's mortgage out to afford that one. I hope not, you all want it. to sponsor it. Nose goes. Absolutely. We do. And we've talked to our bosses at KCPN uh, about like sponsoring a match. Uh, we'll have to, uh, we've got to set up a meeting I guess with you guys to kind of cover oh, some yeah. of that, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's something we, we are definitely interested in doing. Well, I have a match that uh, I could definitely uh, use a sponsor for on August 28th. Ooh. If you want to, uh, if you want to uh, maybe uh, pass that down the line. Hey guys, Walter just dropped a second date on our show. Did. <gasps> he did. That's did. right. Oh shit! I did, and I'm not going to announce. I'm not going to announce talent for that, but I will say that it's the uh, it's the it's the biggest name we've ever had. Certainly, big. names on it's big. It's big. <laughs> it's real big. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, and it's happening. Let let and let yeah, the, we could really use a sponsor on that one if you let, guys let the fantasy booking commence. Okay, I think we can do that. Because I'm gonna, yeah, why lie? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a. It'll awesome. work out. It's still worth it. But All right. make the payments. Yeah, we will, payments. We will. We will start talking to the uh, multiple installations checkbook holders at in KCPN, and we'll go hit awesome. a cash machine. I'll be right back. Awesome. Yep, that's exactly. that's KCPN. Good old we'll get, GAT. We'll get the yeah, pod mother. Get them money. We, we I mean, we need a money mark real bad. I'm a pretty terrible money mark. <laughs> I, you know, everybody. I will, I will uh, say the first time around, like early on, like people like really anticipated that we had like a ton more money at Journey than we did because we worked so hard on like lighting setup and presentation. Right. Yeah, yeah. Journey just focused on things that a lot of people didn't, and it we ended just, up presenting something that. Other people and we were just yeah, that was just us like bootstrapping it. We just yeah, that was just us being off. really fucking good at producing good wrestling shows, guys. Yeah, yeah we actually tried. That's the key. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we fucking try. Holy shit, effort. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, man, it's so wonderful to like hang out with you guys. What do you think? Was are you hyped? Are you pretty hyped? Oh, God. I'm pretty hyped. Oh I'm yeah, beyond hyped. I'm All right. Scared. So see, it wasn't that salty. I'm just being like straight. I gotta change my shoot. pants. <laughs> No, no, I think uh, I think it's really key to it, it makes me realize like how you guys know how much I believe, I know how much you believe. Just you know what this industry needs is just less bullshit. Yeah, and so Fuck let's, yeah, just, Walter, let's just fucking be honest. Let's just be honest. I'm tired of like, yeah, I just there's no reason to we don't have to give away secrets. We don't have to give away the secret sauce. We're not spoiling anything. We're just telling you that the industry has got its head up its own ass so often reach that i didn't feel like i could say that the first two years in Same. but now now i've got my uh now i've got my i've got my feet under me so got, got your got your clout that. you got your support system yeah got a better understanding of what the the, the Tell fucker Walter. because i'm not a stupid guy now i'm, I'm fucking hyped like, <laughs> it's yeah it's yeah i was excited i was excited for journey to come back but now walter's telling how it is now i'm fucking hyped you can tell <laughs> that i believe that shit yeah <laughs> dude and uh, the most important thing that we can say no bullshit at all is that journey's fucking rad yeah yeah it really is fucking rad it really that's is not us that's all you guys that's that's you guys giving 
everything was that. And we have only scratched the surface. We're talking about you guys, the people listening to this that have already bought your journey tickets, by the way. Yeah, even though they're not on sale. That that they, that's they bought it and they're unlocked. Just like me, they bought it in their mind. It is it is. Yep. It's already the there. Out of the, Take my the money, gift. Yeah, you there will. you go. There's so, well, awesome. Walter, thank you, especially for being impromptu for hopping in and spending like almost yeah. two hours with us. Woo-hoo. It was awesome. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, of course. I'm sorry I took up all your time. No. <laughs> we, you know, it would just whatever. Yeah, took up all our time. Get the get the fucking. Get, get, by the I'll way, I'm do, digging your six-hour uh, podcast with you, and it'll be the best day of my life. Okay, I got, I got, I got. I'm, I'm an excellent podcast guest. I'm yeah. extremely <laughs> smart and entertaining. <laughs> I'm just saying. Also, excellent human. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm an okay human. Well, you, you know, you always have an open spot anytime. Literally took advantage of it today, but uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome right. on anytime. So, oh, dude, uh, anytime. and we will definitely have you on again before before the next show so we can we can talk about so we can hype up that fucking card yeah 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 this is what i really want out of uh between now and then this is what i really want from you guys can you are you with me here can i can i ask for what i need what you need this is what i need this is what i need please and i don't think we're gonna have a problem but let's sell out this show so i don't have to flyer the raw on that Monday before that show. <laughs> I yeah. hate standing outside flyering fucking raw. Yep. <laughs> Don't make me have to do that. I'll do it. I would too, but again. if we sell it out, how cool would that be? Then we, we might be working to. again, Dallas. We might be working that show. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they might reach out to us. That's what I'm saying. I was like, nah, dude, oh I'll yeah, you gotta get me gimmick. on that shit. Oh yeah, yeah I'll get you on. If, if they get if they get me back on, I'll get you on. We'll get each other. It's the 26th. On. I, will... I mean, I would go. If I, I try to. I know, I will, you know what? Yeah. You know what I need to do is I need to get off my ass and get my information on their fucking website or whatever for the local talent guys, so that I can actually go. Hopefully, Fuck do yeah. some extra work finally because I somebody told me to do that like two years ago and I still haven't done it. So I needed to go freaking do that do before it. they come here. People were recognizing. So the last time SmackDown was in town, people were recognizing Dallas in the crowd. <laughs> we were sitting there. We were just right. we were sitting there enjoying the show. And I think like, I was in were, this shirt too. Yeah, I think it was in my NWL shirt. Well, for, I mean, hell, for AEW, you were in like your full gear. I was in gimmick at AEW. Yeah, that's I right. That. Oh yeah, there I was a Journey that. Pro chat. There was a Journey Pro chat at that. There was. There was. There was. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. way over in Independence, which is nuts. So, yeah, yeah we will that's, absolutely... the, that's the venue they're going to use again when they come back. Good. Too. I mean, it's a good venue, man. I mean, I, it, I like was. it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it was good for real. them. I mean, it was yeah. not big enough for WWE. I mean, but... no, barring no, any no. ticket issues we have, like we did last oh, time, we don't have my to go through God. that again. Yeah, we missed like the first ten minutes of. Oh, not, not the first 10 minutes. We missed like, we missed no, we the missed whole... dark entirely. Yeah, missed... Cause yeah, that was, that was when they were taping AEW dark on like pre-show. We missed that. And then we missed the first few minutes of Kenny and pack. Yeah, yeah. That was the match you wanted to see too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That Pac and Omega match was, it was awesome. Dude. Certainly I mean, a highlight. But yeah, it's a, uh, that's all journey wants from you. His journey wants to make Walter not have to stand outside every long <laughs> July 26th. We, we will I'll do it. We will absolutely do our best uh, mm-hmm. to make sure all those tickets are. All, like, <laughs> no, for. of course I'm. I'm kidding. I appreciate our guarantee. every single person who. Yeah, yeah that's a but, but I ain't gonna lie to you. If I can get to the point <laughs> that I don't have to like fly or think, I'm, I'm a pretty happy dude. That's a that's a big pain. Plus, that's flyers true. are freaking expensive, guys. They are. Yeah. I don't know how many people outside the business realize like those are expensive. That's a, it's a, it's a lot of like 
best movie. Yeah. You know, I loved doing it when we did it way back when, but you know, when we were first starting. But yeah, I still have that picture right in front of like Sprint Center, and it was just us in our hoodies because it was fucking cold out that night. It was and very cold. We were just like, just look at us, we're Journey Pro. <laughs> hey, you never heard of us before. No, <laughs> they have now. I, I love right, telling back. people that, like, I love telling people that Jake something was on the show because people who you tell that to who aren't like indie wrestling marks think you just don't know the guy's name. <laughs> yeah, Jake something, you know, Jake something. Yeah, I got there. Jake something. Jake something. I don't know. I don't know. Awesome, <laughs> Jake something funny. doing flippy shit. Yes, it's always really funny. They're like, "Do you not know the name of the guy on the show?" It's like, no, I, I, do. <laughs> I, I do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. Funny. All right, well, Walter, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. We can't wait to have you on again. Uh, yeah, this is this has been a treat. This is awesome. Great, mm, great memorial. Get hyped. Episode. Yes, get hyped. Get freaking hyped. Let's oh, do this. Right. Let's freaking go. Let's get this. Uh, let's let's kill it. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, thank you so much for tuning and listening to us. Uh, we will see you next week. And as always, later, nerds.